This is Sean, the voice behind Rocked by Faith, the daily devotional that's all about shredding doubt and amplifying faith, fusing hard rock and metal with the timeless truths of faith in Jesus Christ. Now get ready to fight in your faith with the Faith Fight Podcast with Chris Curry. Welcome to the Faith Fight Podcast. My name is Chris Crary, and I hope that you are well and that you are having a blessed day. The goal of this podcast is to help you get your prayers answered, to encourage you to grow from glory to glory, and to help you achieve your purpose in God. Today we have a special episode for you, which I'm going to explain in just a little while. But if this is your first time listening, this podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just go onto your favorite podcasting app and you can search the Faith Fight Podcast and you can subscribe there and you'll be one of the first people every single Monday morning to get a new episode when I release them. I also have an archive of over 200 episodes that you can listen to to help you in whatever situation that you are going through. Recently, I spoke about living in your God-given dominion And I've also spoken about God's will for your life in previous episodes. So you'll want to go back into the archives if you want to listen to those episodes. And another powerful interview that I've done a few months ago was with Andrew Smith on the power of forgiveness. So these episodes and over 200 other episodes are in the archives. And you can listen to those by going into the archives and scrolling through the different topics and downloading and listen to any one of them that you choose to listen to. They will be a blessing to you. So today we have a special episode. I had the opportunity to interview an author by the name of Ian Christopher Gennari about his book called Making Disciples and Leading Others to Make Them. Ian is a normal guy, a man of unique spiritual giftings to exhort others to action and obedience to their calling in Christ and creating disciples who make disciples. For the last eight and a half years and presently, Ian and his wife Carla and their three boys have been serving as full-time missionaries within a small village in the north end of Mozambique. They are currently witnessing an unprecedented flood of disciples coming into the kingdom of God. So in this episode of the Faith Fight Podcast, we are going to speak to Ian and talk about his book. And I'll be back at the end of the interview to close off the episode. So here it is right now, my interview with Ian Christopher. So Ian, how are you? Um, how are things with you? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me, Chris. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to what God does and what we're going to talk about. We are doing well over here on the other side of the world in Africa. And yeah, and as you just alluded to it, maybe you can just introduce yourself to the people who uh, don't know you. So my name is Ian Gennari. Uh, last 20 years or so of my life, maybe 25 people a lot of people have known me as Ian Christopher or Ian Christopher Music. Christopher's my middle name. But uh, my wife, Carla, my three boys, and I are the Gennari family. We have been living in northern Mozambique for the last February will be nine years. So we are 
going to cross over a decade here in the next year and a half. Uh, we're full-time missionaries with uh, an organization called YOM. And we are in a remote village uh, with mud huts around us and everything you would probably think of in Africa other than the lions. And uh, yeah, spreading the, the gospel amongst an oral only uh, people group that are unreached. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad that there are no lions there where you are, because that would be uh, challenging for us to do this interview. Uh, <laughs> if there were lions in the background roaring, or you know, you fearing for your life. But I'm glad that you're you're there and you're doing your thing uh, as a missionary. That's that's so awesome. Um, and we're here to talk about your book called Making Disciples. So, can you give us a brief overview of the book? Sure. Yeah. And just a little history. I mean, too, I, I grew up as a city boy in Riverside, California, in the United States. Uh, around 12, I moved to the state of Alaska, uh, over there on the other side of British Columbia, my friend Chris. And uh, they, at that, those 12, both those, those years growing, those sets of years growing up, the early years and the later years were such a dichotomy in what God did in my life. And um, in my early years, my dad, uh, helped bring me to Christ. Um, I was always intrigued by the supernatural things of God and the deeper things of God. I actually came to Christ uh, with my dad reading me the book of Revelation every night after dinner, mm-hmm. of all things. And then I moved to Alaska, um, not wanting to, kind of went kicking and screaming of my three brothers. I was the only one that didn't want to move to the north. And in that uh, breaking of of my <laughs> of my soul during that time and still pursuing God and God's grace on my life. I had two major encounters with him. And uh, during that time, I realized that I was going to be in missions. And um, I ran from it for a bit, not really ran from it, but just kind of held it close to my chest. And when we ended up moving up here, as far as um, an overview of the book, when we moved to Mozambique as a family, you know, probably almost close to similar to Joseph and David, close to almost 13 to 20 years after the Lord said it would happen. I was on a run and uh, I like to CrossFit and do running and athletics um, just because I love it. But also out here, I love doing it because I like to test my hearing of the Lord when, when my body's in physical suffering. So when I'm running, sweating, um, you know, at a at a point where I can't hear real well, I love to try to test to test that, especially when I'm in villages with these people that are, you know, living on a dollar a day and they're suffering. The overview of the book was that I didn't really want to write a book ever in my life. Um, I've been a songwriter and singer for most of my life, and that was my writing. But on that run, the Lord showed me that I'd be writing a book. And I just kind of asked him, you know, what, what, what do you want me to write it on? And the fruit of what we had seen over the many, many years of, of making disciples here in this country and in my life before that, but the multiplication we'd seen before that or or after that here, the Lord was just like, kind of like one of those aha, dumb moments. Like, I want you to share what I taught you about discipleship, the simplicity of it when you first moved. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I came home and started looking into self-publishing books and started writing an outline and I just obeyed. And so the overview of the book is how to make disciples that multiply other disciples. And I get into that in the book as far as what, what the difference of that is, but that's the simplicity of it. Making disciples that can actually go out and make other disciples. 
Wow, that's really powerful. And I kind of, I, I'm kind of thinking back on my own life right now. I have a spiritual mentor, a Christian mentor, who I go to, who discipled me. And I remember when I was a new Christian, he basically took me alongside and helped me, showed me, and was very transparent with me uh, mm. in order to help me to mature and become who who God called me to be teaching me things on how to hear God for myself, serving others, uh, talking to me about prayer. And that's actually one of the reasons why in every episode of my podcast, I always end with prayer uh, because I've learned so much through hearing him pray. I've learned how to pray and, and I'm hoping that other people you know, we'll be able to learn how to pray through here, listening to my podcast and listening to me pray at the end of every single episode. Um, mm -hmm. So that's great that you shared. And I, I find there's one thing that you mentioned that I find interesting too. So um, likewise with you, I also run and I try to get physical activity. Um, and awesome. during my runs, I always have my headphones on and I'm, I'm listening to some, some sort of music that will uh, encourage me you know, to seek after God. And it's always like when I'm running, it's like I feel God encouraging me to continue. And it's like I can hear him saying, keep going, keep going, keep fighting, keep doing what you're he's doing. The, he's the best pacer ever. He Exactly. He is such a good pacer, isn't he? I'm, I'm exactly. You know, so it's interesting that you say that because that's what I do too as, as well. So you gave us some insight of your, your backstory, but is there anything else that contributed to you creating this book or did you just cover all pretty much most of it in your transition? Well, from yeah, there was, there's a deep, there's a deep part. And since you asked and you're giving me the permission, I will, I think this will help some of the listeners. Sure, go too. ahead. Yep. Um, it's actually, a, it is a big part of the story. So before before we left for the field, you know, my wife Carla and I knew we were going to be in missions ever since we, we we began courting for marriage, which was back in like 1997. And we had been talking about missions since then. And then the Lord made us wait around 15 years. I kind of laugh with people and tell them I wasn't mature enough in the Lord yet, although I was moving in the Holy Spirit and she wasn't. I wasn't mature enough in in life yet. She's older than me. And the Lord made us wait 15 years because of me. She was, she knew she was going to be in Africa since she was young and uh and doing missions. And so when right before probably a couple of years before we left, I was I had a I owned a financial service company uh business that I didn't really want. The Lord just told me to go into it. And I thought maybe he had shifted things to where I was going to be writing the check for the missionaries instead of asking for the check. And during that time, um, because of my sport background and just my kind of drivenness in my personality, I began to read books after book after book. And I think you could probably relate to this, Chris. A lot of times in in our church circles, really doesn't matter what you know type of church circle, as long as it's your know, Christian faith circle. A lot of times on the conservative side of things, especially in business, because you're a business guy too, and I was for years. We we tend to read a lot, read a lot of books. And, and I read voraciously because that's what my mentors told me to do. And I was coachable. And they would teach me to read these books that, that quote unquote, were biblical leadership books. And, and I'm not against biblical leadership books. I just kind of got, after a while, I started to hear the voice of man so much in these books and began to realize that there was such a fine line between what was actually biblical 
and what was just leadership that we were labeling biblical because they were Christians that wrote it. Mm-hmm. And and that that began to really frustrate me. And I never condemned anybody in the writing. I hope people don't hear that if they're reading leadership books, keep reading them. It just it was something God was personally doing to me. And when that was going down, the Lord was shaping and, and getting us ready to be mobile for the mission field after all those years of waiting. And I've always chased after the voice of God. And so I think what he was doing was testing me to just eliminate everything from the voice of man and only hear his voice for a season. And so going in to a year or two before he left, um, I, I had gone full-time in the music ministry. I'd left the financial service company, um, kind of gave it up, actually not left it for any bad reason. I just, I knew the Lord was doing something, mobilizing us. And I began to just read the book of Acts and Jesus's words only in the gospels. And during that first initial push, I'm not kidding, Chris. I was in the first chapter of John for the better part of a year. And I read it over and over and and it was like fresh bread over and over and over again. I can't, I mean, I could probably write a book on John 1, just that chapter. And from the downloads I got from the Father, you know, like you do in those runs. And Mm -hmm. during that time, what the Lord was showing me was I just needed to eliminate every voice that wasn't His And he taught me the process of discipleship through those gospels in the book of Acts in the way that I'd always longed to see them. And I believe in the Western church, the way the pastors and and good mentors and leaders want to see too, but we're not because of certain areas that we just need to to die off. And a lot of that's traditional, I think. But when I got to the, the mission field, when the Lord told me, he started prompting me about the book, I was kind of adamantly against it for a few years. I was like, I don't ever want to write a book. But I kept having people pray over my family prophetic words that there was going to be books. And I always thought they were for my wife because she's such an uh, an incredible writer. And then I realized on that run that the Lord was like, no, I want you to. And and I immediately jumped to, um, embarrassingly enough, the things I would want to write on. Like I, I was like, Oh Lord, you want me to write on, you know, dreams and visions and biblical interpretation and justice. And the Lord's like, Nope, not yet. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to write on? And I had, we're at the height of seeing discipleship explode out here, like absolutely explode amongst the people group that they've been waiting to see disciples of any kind happen for a hundred, 200 years. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the Lord's given me permission to do what we've been doing out of obedience and the call of our life and write a book on it. It was it was really wild. So there is a backstory on that. And it, it came down to me not ever wanting to write a book. And then he said, write a book. <laughs> it's Isn't it funny that the, sometimes the things the thing that you don't want to do is the thing that you actually end up doing once you submit to God? <laughs> and it turns totally. out to be such a blessing, you know? Oh, it was. It was a joy. Man. I really enjoyed the process. Yeah, it's so awesome. So who who would you say this book is for and how do, how do you think it will help them? So I wish I could say this book is for everyone, which you and I have hope that everyone are, are going to come into the kingdom. So in that regard, yes. I could say it is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Really, it's for anybody at whatever level they are in Christ. If that means today they said, I want to follow Jesus, no matter what that looks like, if they don't have... You know, if if they're unreached, oral only, can't read, illiterate people to the highest educated person, if they're saying today, I want to follow Jesus, I believe this book is for everyone. And let me let me say why. I believe it's for everyone because 
it shows kind of like uh, you do with what your focus is on practical guide to helping people um, grow and mature in the Lord. Because the Lord gave us a mandate in the end of Matthew 28. First, he says he's been given all authority back. And then he says, therefore, go make disciples of all nations. We miss that part sometimes. Mm -hmm. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then, lo, I will be with you to the end of the age. That mandate for the, this book is for anyone that is starting their call in their life with Jesus, saying yes to him. I need a savior. I've confessed my life. I need a new heart. And then at that point, Jesus says in John 17 that that Matthew 28 was for all of us. It's not just for the disciples, but for those that they would reach, it says in John 17. And so, I believe it's for everyone that would say yes to Jesus because we're all supposed to, in some way, make disciples. Mm-hmm. Amen. And again, the, the name of the book is called Making Disciples, right? And, Making um, disciples and leading others to make them. Right. So was was there any, did, did you have any other names for the book that you were thinking of? Or was this the, the only title for the book that you had in your heart? That's a great question too. Um, so I had to, I, on the run, I, I love this because you can get this, on the run, because he said it and it was so clear, I was like, okay, where do I start? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, because I had I had been on YouTube, I've been seeing these self-published book things and they were interesting me, but the Lord hadn't said anything. I was just like, why am I interested in this? So on the run, when he said it, I'm like, okay, um, wh- where do I start? And he said, he, he actually gave me a couple of phrases and uh, one of them was um, the true gospel. He wanted me to uh, look up those key words, the true gospel, on Google and something else. And then he gave me another phrase. And in that process, I started breaking down the percentages of simple titles. Um, what would work? What works in the Christian realm? You know, mm-hmm. everything from really good disciple makers like Steve Addison, uh, that a lot of people don't even know who he is. Uh, that that have been in the field to guys that everybody knows like um, Francis Chan and just to see what titles people were were looking at and interested in. And then I prayed about it and felt clear that that simple, that simple title was used in everything, but the leading others to make them, I was actually physically doing in the field. And so it made sense. And for those of you who see the book or look it up, you'll see there's a subtitle and it says a missionary's journey in discovering the essentials on how Jesus made disciples that made disciples. And so what I've done is I've woven in our story as a family saying yes as missionaries in the present time of how the the discipleship played out. So here in the village and the villages that we've worked in, that subtitles in there, but the basics of what I'm trying to do is in the title. And it was all keywords. I just looked it up and then prayed mm-hmm. about it. And when the Lord finally, yeah, I had about 150 titles broken down and I was like, no, this is the one. Excellent. Wow. That's, that's so powerful. Now there, there's going to be some people who are hearing of you for the first time. Uh, what would you say is one of the biggest insights or one of the, the biggest things that one of the biggest takeaways uh, from your book that people will, will receive? Sure, sure. And, and it, I think it it segue or it comes out of what you just asked, which was, who is it for? And you're in my discussion, you know, y- you were saying that y- you, one of the biggest things you did even for your podcast was to just, you made the decision, I'm going to obey and do it. Like you began, somehow you heard 
this is not just an imagination. This is the imagination that the Holy Spirit's given me. And this Mm -hmm. is a download from him and I need to obey it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think what the takeaway is going to be when they, when someone reads through this um, in a, with a a childlike mind, they, they hear the stories, they, they read the essential, the simple essentials that, that are biblically proven and, and have fruit with stories on them. They, they hear the questions, the prayer questions that I kind of interweave to kind of disciple people as they're reading it, which is kind of a hidden, hidden key in there. When they get done reading it, they're going to go, I can do this and I need to get started. And I think that's going to be the key essential is just, just be obedient to that. So what he said for us to do in Acts chapter two and Matthew 28 and get started and he'll, he'll prepare the way he prepares the people that are ready to follow him, the Holy Spirit's already prepared them. And if we just pay attention to the work that the Father's already doing and step into that work, we don't have to create it. He's already doing it. Yeah, we just need to step in. And it actually reminds me of like one of my life verses is Isaiah 30, 21. It says, Mm -hmm. when I go to the left or to the right, I will hear a voice behind me saying, yes, this is the way, walk in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I read that verse, I know there could be deeper um, insights to that verse. But when I read that verse, I'm hearing the Lord say, you may have heard me say something to you by faith. Now it's your turn to give me your act of obedience and take a first step, first step in that direction. And then once you take that first step, then you hear God confirming, yes, that's the way. Keep going. Amen. Where can people find find your book? Where can if they want to buy it? Um, now I'll put links um, in the description of this episode so people can click on. Uh, but if someone you know wants to find the book, or where can they find the book, or connect more with you to get more insight from you, or um, to for you to share more about what you're doing? How can people get in sure. contact with you? Sure, this one's on uh, Amazon um, in every uh, format. So. If you look up uh, Making Disciples or Ian Christopher as the author, Making Disciples and Leading Others to Make Them, uh, you'll see it. It is on uh, Amazon Kindle, it's on paperback, hardback, and even on audio. Excellent. Would you be able to just close in prayer uh, just as we end this interview? Yeah, for sure. Abba Father, thank you. Thank you for this time with Chris and uh, even his name, Lord God, reminds me um, that you that we are christ bearers and for all of those that are hearing this podcast that that's their desire to bear the name of christ wherever they go in these important times i pray that you would release your spirit over them in such a way that they are compelled to obey Um, this is an urgent time lord god you whoever's listening to this podcast needs to be reminded in the name of Jesus, that you were chosen for this time, that of all the DNA of all of your family members, of all the generations that went before you, um, as things escalate in the world and uh, the time of Christ is, is near, he chose you for now. And so you have something to do. And the Lord has purposed you to do the work uh, that he set aside for you. Um, Jesus completed his, and now he's waiting to wash your feet and serve you so that you can finish yours for the Father. He said, the Son of Man did not come to this earth to be served, 
but to serve others. He said in John 17, Father, I've glorified you on earth by completing the work which you started from, which you gave me to do, which is to make disciples. And now it's your turn. And so we release faith and courage and we pro- we proclaim your goodness and kindness will go before people that are hearing this all the days of their life or until you return. Wonderful Prince of Peace, we pray in your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. For you out there that are just wondering if if if, uh, if you can do what God's calling you to do, don't delay. Just just go do it, and He'll meet you. He'll meet you in the water. And that's another episode of the Faith Fight Podcast that is complete. I hope that you were blessed by this interview that we had with Ian Gennari. And if you were blessed by what he shared, and if you want to buy his book, I've placed links in the description of this episode that can lead you directly to the listing on Amazon. And that book is called Making Disciples and Leading Others to Make Disciples. And if this podcast blessed you, I want to encourage you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and on Audible. And this podcast is also on YouTube. So you can follow on any one of those apps. And remember to put a five-star review and leave your testimony even in the comment section about how this interview with Ian blessed you or encouraged you. I would love to hear it and I'm sure other people will be encouraged by how this episode blessed you. If you know anyone that will be blessed by listening to this episode, make sure that you share with them. If you're in a small Bible study group with some of your friends, share with them and then have a discussion of some of the things that we talked about in this episode. And as I always say, remember to put on the full armor of Christ Jesus every single day and go out and fight the good fight of faith. And you'll hear from me again next week on the Faith Fight Podcast. Something good is going to happen to you today. Be blessed, everyone.